You're listening to Weekend Edition on Michigan Radio. A near miss doesn't hit anything, as opposed to a near miss hitting something, but almost or nearly missing it. That's what they say. Good morning. I'm Rebecca Kruth, and joining us now, as she always does on Sunday mornings, is University of Michigan English professor Anne Curzan. Hi, Anne. Good morning. This week's question comes from Irene in Berkeley, the one in California, which is cool. Irene is going crazy. Irene says, it drives me crazy when the expression near miss is used when referring to an actual miss. Shouldn't it be near hit? Okay, after I read this question, I suddenly couldn't even remember what a near miss is. (laughs) I got all confused. I know. If you think too hard about this one, it gets a little tricky. And that's because we're talking about idioms. And Irene's question, shouldn't it be a near hit? Well, it could be a near hit, but it's not. It's a near miss. We're talking about idioms. If you look in, for example, a Merriam-Webster dictionary, you're going to find often three different definitions. The first is a miss, as with a bomb, that's close enough to cause damage. The second is a narrowly averted collision. And the third is metaphorical, something that falls just short of success is also a near miss. Now, Rebecca, this phrase goes back to military usage, and it really took off in World War II to refer to a bomb exploding, for example, near enough to a ship to cause damage, but not to sink it. And here's an example from 1946. This is in the Journal of the American Society of Naval Engineers, and it's referring to a boat. And here's the quote. The boat was damaged on the 26th of July, 1943, while on patrol off the harbor of Palermo, Sicily. A close near-miss bomb detonated well below the water surface abreast the port side amidships and caused the damage shown in the photo. So we can see the bomb didn't hit the ship, but it was a (laughs) near-miss, caused damage. Now, at this point, that idea that damage is caused by a near-miss is pretty obsolete. And at this point, a near miss is, as Irene would say, a near hit, a near collision. Rebecca, does this bother you? It doesn't bother me, but it's just hard to wrap my mind around what it actually (laughs) means. I guess what I'm thinking is if I picture a bat and a ball and the bat comes close to hitting the ball, but doesn't hit it, it misses it. The bat was so close to the ball. The objects in question are close, and the miss, therefore, is close. That's beautiful, Rebecca. That's exactly right. That near means close. So it's a miss, but they were close together. Right. The people who are trying to argue the other side of this logic will say that a near miss is a hit. It almost missed, but it didn't. It was close to a miss, but it wasn't a miss, and therefore it was a hit. But What you explained, Rebecca, is what this phrase means. Idioms mean what idioms mean. But other people have been concerned about this. William Sapphire, who wrote a language column for the New York Times Magazine for years, first criticized this in 1981. He came back at it in 2005. Here's the quote from 2005. The overuse of near became controversial with near miss, a nonsensical version of near thing. Some of us patiently but uselessly pointed out that the writer meant near hit. Near miss has since entrenched itself as an idiom. And that's what we need to remember. 
it has entrenched itself. It means what it means. It means a near collision. We have other things in this space, a near thing in British English, a close call. Near miss had a moment during the air traffic controller strike of 1981, which is probably why William Sapphire was so concerned about it. Today, you'll hear it in those contexts, but you'll also hear it in the metaphorical sense of something that doesn't succeed. So I heard myself use it the other day. I tried a recipe, which in the end I decided was a near miss. I have tried many recipes that were near misses, plural, I guess. Thanks so much, Anne. May all of our recipes be hits this weekend. Anne Curzan is a professor of English at the University of Michigan. We look at the evolution of language every Sunday here on Weekend Edition. If you can't always catch us on Sunday, you can subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you have a question about our ever-changing language, email us at language at michiganradio.org.